you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With the first pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray, quarterback, Oklahoma. The Dave Damashek Football Program, available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Yeah, you remember that? When Kyler Murray was the first overall pick? It made no sense because just 12 months prior, they had taken Josh Rosen with the 10th overall. But it's a brand new day as we hear out of our nation's capital that there's actual consideration for Ron Rivera, new to the gig in our nation's capital. Maybe looking at Tua or Burrow or who knows what. Let's get into all of it. With our fellas here in Studio 66 and even in the Hoosier State, shall we? And uh, by the way, hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. I hope all's well wherever you are during this uh, draft process season. And, uh, you know, that there's never an off season for the NFL, nor is there one for the DDFP. First of all, hello to our main man all the way from London, England. He serves as our resident Miami Dolphins fan currently in possession of that aforementioned 10th overall pick in the 2018 draft. Josh Rosen, it's handsome Hank. How are you? Oh, we don't have, have time, time for, that, for that. You're better than that. I just I'm, heard speaking of, of uh, James Bond, longest James Bond movie ever upcoming. Hour, really? hour, I mean, two hours and 40 something minutes long. That, that I mean, but you can't complain about that, right? I, I as I always say, I don't like a, a bad movie if it's 90 minutes or right. two hours. I love just make it, it good. If it's, it's a great if it's movie, good, make it, it seven hours. I also what heard I it will have the longest open. You know how you love a cold open like mm-hmm. we just heard with Kyla Murray. Yeah, it's going to be the longest open before they get to the credits. Sometimes you will sit down and watch a James Bond movie and you'll be like, oh, I forgot that we've only just started, and then it will remind you by, you know... Him yeah, then we see a silhouetted music. nude lady exactly. shooting a gun shooting at James Bond. Shooting a gun at a f- with a fish that comes out of it, right. inexplicably, you know, all that stuff. So It's the kill what of the, what the What's the movie called this time? No Time to Die. No, no more. Time to Die! Ooh, I like the I idea that no we should just... no time to lose! You know what? I think we've just stumbled into our exercise right. for the next, uh, I don't know how long until the movie opens, but April, everyone who comes through that door has to must attempt own... uh, a theme song. Who would be the best person who's regularly on the show that we could ask well, right now to I come th- up with You know one? what? A songbird, a man who knows the music <laughs> industry songbird. as well as he knows what's going down in pro football and college football. That's why he helms the coverage of all things draft here at NFL Media. He is also our main man. We love to listen to him on the radio when uh, the Los Angeles Chargers are toiling. Also, on what, he's one half of the finest radio show on all the land. And a friend. 
Yeah, and a friend. More than anything Thank else, just Manson. a butthole, Thank you. a friend. He's a. That's you know nice, what? Henry. That's not Thank strong you. enough. He's a brother. Oh. <laughs> Thank you even more, Mr. He's Mr. <laughs> Wonderful. He's Matt Money Smith. What's the poop? Hey, no, no we happening? don't want that music. We don't have time for that. Just Joe. Instead of that music, Money. Before you say hello or anything else, just launch in. No time to die. What's that theme song going to sound like? You know what? I'm going to capitalize on the uh, the country craze. First oh. time ever, right? Yeah, that would we'll be the first for Bob. Sleep in my eye. I wiped it out. It's no time to die. Uh, <laughs> I took myself I like a slice it. of key lime pie. I like and it. And now I'm <clears throat> having ham on rye. There we go. I like the idea of Daniel Craig eating some key yeah. lime pie with his lady friend in the bed. Yeah, right? I agree. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see uh, Rashad Evans top that one. I do encourage you to that Rashad Evans was in with us in Studio 66 mm. just a couple of days ago. As delightful a fellow as you can cross paths with in uh, in pro football. Go back and listen to that one. Some great insights on how he and his defensive pals from Tennessee stopped um, the uh, the high power Lamar Jackson offense and the intimidation factor or lack thereof of going into Foxborough the week prior. Great stuff with our guy Evans. But now Matt Money Smith the thing that people are talking about today it seems like is you know so much smoke and mirror so much nonsense let's uh, a lot of jive hooey and applesauce and otherwise going on at this time of the year out of the mouths of gms and head coaches and otherwise but what's your take you're the voice of those chargers are they really going to roll with tyrod taylor i'm going to actually uh if you don't mind Order off the menu here, go off script, um, and just kind of address something that, that we were kicking around prior oh. to us starting the pod. All right. And and I think you you made mention of it, but I think it set a precedent, right? The moment that the Arizona Cardinals took Kyler Murray uh, a year after drafting Josh Rosen high in the first round, uh, it just, that that's it. It's no longer all hooey and smoke, right? Because someone actually did that. You know, they drafted a quarterback two years in a row because they decided, yeah, we we barely know if Josh Rosen's going to be great, if he's not going to be great. But we've seen enough from him and we've seen enough from this Kyler Murray kid that we're going to go ahead and take him number one overall. So even though, you know, Ron Rivera uh, said it at the podium or on the podium at the at the lectern today. Yeah, we're going to we're going to bring in Burrow. We're going to bring in two. I think we would normally dismiss that. But we just saw it a year ago. Yeah, head coach, you know, with with personnel power. Yeah, it's exactly right. And uh, if nothing else, it uh, Ron Rivera owes uh, Cliff owes Cliff Kingsbury a debt of thanks because at least it sets him up. Now it's plausible. Yeah, we could do that. It's a little bit different because Kingsbury hitched his taking the gig to the ability to take Kyler Murray, even though they denied that at the time. I mean, I guess we could hear the same thing about Ron Rivera after the draft is completed. Maybe there will be, you know, some clarification like, oh, yeah, we all. Yeah. Coach uh, Rivera required that he be able to replace Dwayne Haskins. Um, I Uh, guess uh, you go ahead. Well, money. Can I can I make a request to you as a Miami Dolphins fan? I would really appreciate every time I hear people talking about Tua on TV, I, I'm kind of hoping he's going to slide into the Dolphins' laps at number five. Would it be possible for you to speak to some of the producers that mm. you work with at the, at the combine and try and keep him kind of under wraps a little bit and, and just not talk about Tua and maybe you know direct attention to, to some other players, especially on the quarterback side? I, uh, I think, uh, Hank, if you want Tua, then uh, you might have to start coming around to the idea that you're only going to pick <laughs> once in the first round um, and that there is. And, you know, look, that's the flip side, right, of what Ron Rivera is doing when he's hearing about what some of these numbers might be and what the draft equity is for an exchange. Throw the Jimmy Johnson chart out the window and, you know, the Dolphins, if they really want this guy and it sounds like they really want him, uh, that that those first round picks are in play, that they've got multiple seconds in the future as well. Um, and you're going to have to try to compete with that. So if, if that's the auction that Detroit is holding for Tua, then why would Ron Rivera say, look, Chase Young's a great looking prospect. And man, you don't pass up guys like that. But if we're talking about three number ones, um, how, how do you not want in on that? Right. Is, is, you know, you, you, you start to weigh out is Isaiah Simmons versus, you know, Chase Young. What, what does that look like? What is that drop off? And, you know, can, can we make a case that if you get Simmons instead of Young and, and two others to, to help set you up for the future, 
you know, that's a, that's, that's a tough one two to figure out, right? Two others. But, but there's a, there's a double-edged sword there for the Giants, for the Redskins rather, because if they do pass on, on Chase Young and the Giants take him, not only did you, are you the team that passed on him, but you potentially are a team that then has to face see, him twice a would. year and be reminded about it. Yeah, I think, I think there's no way. Then I think Detroit still gets their auction. If they don't want him, I would suspect right. they would just take him. Um, they, they would take yeah, yeah. Chase Young right there. I'm not just talking about if the, Red, if the Redskins right. are using this as an opportunity to set up the fact that, okay, well, we're open for business and maybe we could take tour in Miami. If you want him, you're going to have to trade with us. They're then going to have to potentially look across the line at him twice a year. Okay, wait. Let's right. back Let's back up for a second. We're getting yeah, crazy here, let's, man. No, crazy let's, with hypotheticals. Let's go from 5,000 feet to 10,000 okay. and, and, okay. and evaluate. Okay, Dave. I have been saying this like a broken record for 18 months now about – QB saturation, as you guys may have heard me mention, one or uh, 7,000 times. A thousand. Now. I think it's a thousand, Dave. But with, I mean, that remains to be, that remains the case. You got, uh, you, you got uh, some high-end QBs coming out in a year from now. Have you heard any mention of that? Do any, uh, does Daniel Jeremiah, does Lance Zerline, does any, do, do you hear any GM say like, we don't have to be desperate. We don't have to comport ourselves. Like we must get to uh or or want or reach for uh, the imperfect Justin Herbert or otherwise when we can just wait a year and get Justin well, Fields or so I, you know I think here's where this here's where you run into problems with that then you're projecting a losing season you know you're you're projecting a second consecutive miserable season where you log two to five yeah, wins true. in order to be in that position and you can't do that so. Um, Unless you know you're in a long-term rebuild, you know, and and you recognize it's going to take two to three years, which it just it's not like the NBA or baseball where you can restock your farm system, right? I mean, we get a worst to first every single year. We get four, you know, three new teams in the postseason every year, and that's what you got to sell to your fans. So the idea that you would pass on a Jordan Love or a Justin Herbert um, or a Tua because you want to wait for Fields or Lawrence, it's just it's impossible to it's sell al- that, right? It's also an imperfect process You because the Dolphins, in theory, were supposed to be doing that this year and right. still are picking five. I mean, they, they, they were not anticipated by anyone to be winning as many games as they did last season, and yet they almost, and and to Money's point, they're going to have to part ways with some picks in order to get the guy that they want, well, despite having a roster that they basically stripped down. You know what's also uh, a weird new wrinkle? Let's assume that it does go to, let, let's assume that as soon as this coming season, that there are two extra playoff teams and there already are. And so that we literally have half of the NFL in the playoffs every year. We're starting to creep in on that weird spot that I can see how you would get seduced by it. Like if you're, you don't make the playoffs for a couple few years and all of a sudden, oh, we got to give something good to our fan base. But you don't want to wind up like one of those NBA teams that's perennially like the seventh seed. Then but that's see, I don't not, think anybody does, right? That doesn't like, get you I, anywhere. I, but I just feel like that doesn't really happen. You know, like even I look at the Chargers, right? The team I was with, it's, this was my third year. You know, the first year was nine and seven, and that's what you would describe, right, as that mid-pack yep. NBA team. Well, the very next year, you know, they, they go to Baltimore. They win a wild card game. They tie for the best record in the AFC. You get to New England. It's tied 7-7 in the first quarter, and then it comes apart. But, like, to me, that's not a seven or an eight seed. Like, that team believed they were going to win the Super Bowl. That that they were going to go into New Orleans to, to uh, New England at Foxborough, knock off the Patriots, and then having already beaten, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City, we're gonna, you know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. just the way that football teams think. So it's almost like, hey, can we get in? Because if we can get in, we can win this thing. And right. you know, and, and enough teams like Tennessee just did it. You were talking about Rashawn Evans. Yeah. You know, and what the Titans were able to do is a nine and seven team, right? And have a ten point lead on the Chiefs in the AFC championship game. So I mean, we don't have to talk about any other position. Quarterbacks are always intriguing, but especially right now, as much as they have as a subject matter of where these big name guys, and it's not just the veterans either. Um, let's we'll get, we'll talk about Brady in a second, but I'm but I'm I'm interested in, you know, we spent handsome and I two weeks ago, we, we went in on all the spots that Josh Rosen could Let, be. Please let's not go. I'm not going. I'm, not, I'm telling you, though, that's a he's an interesting wild he's, I think card. He's an afterthought. I think he, I think I, re, I really I think do. It, Dave. I, think I think he's think, a draft day fourth round pick yeah. from someone. Doesn't mean like, that just he please just take this guy off. Our that's hand. fine. Yeah. I'm not saying he's at the uh, he's at the, the forefront of anybody's 2020 plans. But if 
Uh, Ryan Tannehill could do what he did a couple sure. months oh, no, ago. No, no, I mean, I, I, why not? Th- why not this guy? I think I think it's possible that he could do, but I just I don't think we need to spend with all. Okay, the other what big about? Names oh, we, we will. Okay, one it. more, one Let's more. Let's not then. spend time but, on but the other yeah, wild. You're about hold, to do it. Real quick, Dave. Here's what I would just say on that. It's money it's must be serious if he's calling me Dave. <laughs> no, no, I, I just want to. It's because I don't see him because I'm in, in, in Indy. It's hard for me to, to you know, re- know no, whether or not no I'm money gonna, shot anyway, today. So. What, what I think it is, too, is there's an coaches are, you know, it's a fraternity and there's enough communication around the league that it's not about whether or not Josh gets in the game. It's about, hey, what do you see in a practice? What mm. can you tell us? Right. You know what I mean? I think there's enough of that communication that if there was any heat there or any sizzle that a team would most definitely already have been making that call and would have probably been making that call last year. Like, hey, you know what? This guy looks really good. I don't know why he's sitting. That would leak out. Um, And I think that you haven't had any of that. It leads me to believe that for whatever reason, maybe the guy just wasn't wasn't scouted right. And, you know, sometimes it's it just doesn't happen. Um, well, could it be- still? Yeah. But I, I, I would I think something like that would have already happened and we would have heard more about it than it to be dead silent on the topic of whether or not Josh Rosen's going to find a spot. Okay, well, let's talk, about, for a gig. let's talk about the 2020 version of that. Then Dwayne Haskins. Let's say that he is made available. Where Will there be some interest uh, uh, for him around the league? And if so, where? It's weird, right? Um, you know, there were people that were kicking and screaming about how can you take Daniel Jones ahead of Dwayne Haskins? And ha, just how, that's right. How quickly, right? How quickly the shine is is off of that diamond. It's it, it is odd, but it, it happened to Rosen. And I don't know if it would happen to Haskins. I don't know if you saw enough. I mean, he certainly had a game, you know, if not a game and a half where he, he flashed. But I think the problem would be is why why are the Cardinals moving on from Josh Rosen in a year? Why are the Redskins moving on from Dwayne Haskins in a year? It's like an AD hiring a, a head coach in college football, right? You better get it right because that's what gets you fired. And it's the same thing in the NFL. If you're if you're a general manager and you get a quarterback wrong, it's it's very hard to shake that. And it's a stigma that just travels with you for a while. And I think, but I think the other side of that coin is that if you're Ron Rivera or anyone else, you're a brand new head coach. Um, you're Matt Rule. Hey, I I don't want to inherit anything. I want my I, I want to bring right. in and start fresh. And it also happens to buy you an extra year or three if you are that guy to say, well, uh, you, you know, to the, to reboot with your own guys does then give you, uh, you know, allows you a two and fourteen season. I think right. But if you're being really Machiavellian, then then what you do is you stick with who you've got for now lose because yeah, right. you probably don't think it's going to work out. And then year two, you pick up your the quarterback that you really want, knowing that that buys you time because you always have the excuse, well, I only just brought my guy in. I, and I think for both of those two teams, that's why I do buy that the Panthers, when, when Matt Rule is saying, okay, you know, we're into Cam. I, I think they may well sell off some other assets on the on the team that, that you know, with the potential exception of Christian McCaffrey, who, who they want to keep, and then come back next year and a little bit like they did with Cam way back, kind of tank for Trevor or lose for Lawrence mm-hmm. or whatever it is, obviously from the state as well. Sure. Knowing that, that you know, that wouldn't be the, the worst situation rather than diving into the quarterback um, this year. Because, Dave, to your, to your point, next year looks from a draft perspective like it's it's probably even better than than the guys were right and 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 one more thing i'm i am already belaboring it and then we'll move on to the big name qbs but would i mean aren't you better off ultimately if chase young if, if i mean here's the the comp it was we just watched him dominate the super bowl is nick bosa if chase young is right. nick bosa wouldn't you what gm wouldn't say just I'll throw it out there. The hypothetical is, yeah, I'll take Dwayne Haskins for a third rounder and Chase Young. Isn't that better than? Well, I mean, it remains. Oh, I'm with you, Dave. It remains the coin flip. I know we at this time of at perennially the assumption is, oh, well, it's Tua or Burrow. Which of those two guys do you want? As though both of those guys are guaranteed to right. be Pro Bowl guys, and it's really more like a 60-40 split that they're going to even make it. The idea um, that you compare Chase Young with Montez Sweat. And, and Kerrigan is on that line. You know, that's a good that, – that, that's a stout line. Like, I, I would just draft them. I wouldn't yeah, even think I know. About it's it. over you know, If you're asking it, me, right? yeah, just go get Chase Young. I mean, Chase Young and Sweat and, and the rotation they have on the interior of that line, if guys can stay healthy, yeah, that's – that's to me. That's a no-brainer. You don't even trade out of that spot. Go get him. The the most important position on the field is quarterback. It's a cliche. The second most important is the guy that's got to get the quarterback. So, if you feel like you you are you know it's a slam dunk and everyone says this is the best player in the draft. He's just not a quarterback, but he's the best guy. Go get him. 
don't don't even overthink it. Just just knock that out and figure the quarterback out if he ain't your guy. Uh, he was a first round pick the year before. He had a heck of a career at Ohio State. Scouts thought he was a first round quarterback. So just figure it out. You know, see if it works. If not, then. Like you said, right. There's going to be quarterbacks available. Now we have to talk about since we're in the NFC East anyway, and Eddie Spaghetti is seated about 11 feet away from me behind the glass. What do you think about these rumors, Money, that uh, that that Gettleman is floating or whomever? Like, what did what is Joe Judge thinking? I have no put put down put down the self-help leadership books. It's not how it works. Like you, you, you know, everybody got all geeked up about his presser. And then DJ lobs a softball at him. And he goes into this giant diatribe of blank slates and nobody's name means anything and everyone's got to prove themselves. It's like he's he's a number six pick. He had nice moments last year. Build him up. Celebrate him. The fan base was coming around to liking the idea of Daniel Jones being there next to Eli Manning. And and this guy's just like, yeah, we got nothing. No, nobody's <laughs> nothing means nothing. Man. It was like listening to Macho Man Savage. I mean, what the hell is he thinking? But, it is weird that, that they is, go ahead. Honey, you've hit the hit the nail on the head. I mean, that's exactly what it is. Is is he's read somewhere that that's thought you like that's how we right. start. That's how we build the team. He, I don't think it changes anything. It may it, may not, it not. may not endear his quarterback to his new head coach, but I don't think it changes anything. Well, let's see if it endears him to the Giants fans or the yes, Giant fans fan. seated with uh, separated the just giant, behind that glass there. Fan. Handsome. What about Tom? I mean, uh, Spaghetti. What about Tom Brady as your 2020 QB? Yeah, that's the, the rumor that's going around now, and maybe <laughs> and maybe this is a question that uh, Tom Brady that that money can maybe he may shed some light on, but. I've seen some beat writers of the Giants say that the the Giants' uh, perspective of Daniel Jones is not shared throughout the entire NFL. And that, to me, is the first time I've ever heard this. And I read this this morning. So I don't know if is that true, that Daniel Jones is not as, uh, you know, as good or has the potential that the rest of the league may not think the Giants do. Like, that, I'm very confused by it. Like, this came out of nowhere. Unless it's just all well, the I'm thinking it's because... Yeah, it came out of – look, what, what was the story going in, right, that Dave Gettleman in all of his years has never traded down once. And he's sitting at four, and he might have an ability to trade down, and he probably thinks, oh, I know how I'll raise the value of my pick by saying I could be the guy that takes Tua. And uh, you got to be careful and, and make sure you do a deal with me before it gets to Miami at, at five. If he's still on the board – uh, and, and it goes Chase Young and, and whomever else that maybe somebody likes Justin Herbert more and trades up for him or they like Isaiah Simmons or whatever it might be. Um, I don't understand the idea behind that. I, I, I think young quarterbacks need confidence, right? They need franchises to be behind them and, and say, hey, look, the guy had a fumbling problem last year, but he also had some real nice moments and we're excited to get weapons around him. It's a deep wide receiver draft. We need a pass rusher. We have nothing on that side of the, the, the football right now on edges. And, and it looks like we might have a chance to get a really special player. Like, I just don't, I don't get what, what the positive, what's the net positive of not committing to Jan- Daniel Jones publicly after just a single season where he had some really bright moments. Yeah. I mean, Joe Judge has not named one player by name, which is so stupid. It's like a high school football coach thing. And yeah, the, the thing that's frustrating too is, especially like you just said, you have a guy with a bright future, had some, you know, phenomenal moments, and then you, you never played a single game with Saquon, Evan Ingram, Shepard, Tate, all healthy at the same time with the 70 plus million in cap space with the fourth overall pick in the draft. Uh, that's I a make, lot of info there, right? It makes zero sense to. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. It's like you, you have a you have somewhat of a future. It makes no sense to do this and, and move him or sign Brady or or make the, the the rest of the league think or the team think that Daniel Jones is not the future. It remains it remains uh, perennially, no matter how mediocre or great they collectively are. The NFC East teams remain fascinating. Dak down there in Dallas now. That thing sounds like McCarthy does intend. I mean, I uh, that resolves itself, right? You don't yeah, think he no winds question. up somewhere at, at minimum just- with a tag. He gets franchised. I think that's at worst, right? Yes. I I think I would be very surprised if they did a long term deal. I think it's a franchise tag. Uh, And if he has a great year, then he'll get his 40 million. If he doesn't, he won't. Um, But that's what I'd do if I were them. I wouldn't I wouldn't hand him a a 38, 30 million, 39 million dollar a year deal after an eight and eight season. Yeah, the numbers were nice. And the, you know, 5000 passing yards, 30 pass. That's great. But the guy was eight and eight and he played terrible in, in a couple must win games. Um, and it looks like an offense that should be built around Zeke, not Dak. So I, I don't know what you get. You know, it, it goes back to the, the Jared Goff thing. Like, I never understood that deal. 
if he's not if he's not the centerpiece of your offense and it's all about I've got to put the perfect pieces around him and Todd Gurley's got to be great and Sean McVay's got to call a great clean game why am I giving this guy 36 million bucks that's right like just franchise him pick up the fifth year option franchise him and give yourself two more years five or seven years ago there were legitimately like 10 or 12 really, really great QBs. And the rest, you could just throw in a bag and uh, interchange them, and none of them were going to come out particularly great no matter what you did. As I say, QB saturation is kind of like free agency when you're trying to build a starting rotation in baseball all of a sudden if you're the Yankees or Red Sox or one of those big spending teams. You can afford the luxury of spending to get a six and a seven starter that may or may not turn out. That's what QB and is now all of a sudden is that you don't have to give up that level of loot because you have next year to fix it if you get it wrong. I think that's exactly right. You should franchise. Same thing with the Titans. I don't know what this hokum is about the game they're playing with Tannehill right now. I think ultimately they do tag him, right? Isn't that the way it goes that they'll keep Henry long-term yeah. and, and Tannehill I mean, that's for the, the trick year? there, right, is do you want to give a guy that's taken that many carries, that many hits, even though he is I huge, don't, but... and, and he's the one, to, that's what I mean. So wouldn't you rather just franchise him, especially because the franchise number's right around 10, 11 million, as opposed to a franchise number around 27, 28 million, um, but then again, it's do you want to like, look, if you're Tennessee, I think you've got decisions to make. I do think it is a destination. I think Philip Rivers would go there in a second. I think you've got to sit down and evaluate. OK, are we better off with Ryan Tannehill or Philip Rivers? And then are we better off with Ryan Tannehill or Jameis Winston? Are we better off with, you know, is Tom Brady interested coming to play with Mike Vrabel? I think that's like a legitimate place where you can start going through all these different free agents and potential trade targets um, and figure out. Okay, let's let's do the would you rather, you know, Ryan Tannehill and quarterback B. And and I think that's something they've got to figure out. Don't I mean, but also which Ryan Tannehill, because because there, I mean. there are different flavors of Ryan Tannehill right. and they got they got the nice flavor for, for the for the back end of last season. No doubt he was a, he was a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, but that hasn't been the case throughout his career. All right, let's play that with Tom Brady quickly. As as we all know, I've advocated for Brady to the Chargers for way too long and now I have jumped off that as a lot of people jumped on it and I Good think things come to a trend I think the Titans <laughs> I think the tight well look I mean look what was Brady what was he belly aching about and let off the hook for by the national media um all season long well who's he throwing to he's the goat isn't he what what happened to all the he rhetoric elevates people. what it's exactly yeah, what happened what to like well he, he makes everybody better around him well, apparently he doesn't. It's unless circumstantial. Right. Unless <laughs> yeah, they're not. Um, yeah. So that being said, you drop him in there with those young pass catchers with the Titans and uh, and presumably Derrick Henry behind him. And uh, for the most part, a pretty good physical offensive line. Not but- that good. I mean, that, that offensive line struggled last season. Again, they got better towards the back end of the season, but the Titans' offensive line was not necessarily... I think it was. I think made, it's league average. It's, I think it's league average to a little bit above league average, right? I mean, with Conklin and Luan and... But they, they may not have... I mean, if they retain right. Henry, they may not have I think if you get Brady, you Conklin. retain Conklin. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think if you bring in Brady, then, then you do yeah, it you, under the guise of, yeah, we're yeah. keeping Conklin. Um, I just don't think... You know what? I've, I, I, was, I was probably... So 60, 40, maybe 70, 30, Brady was leaving. And now I'm just starting to believe he just goes back. He'll I go think back. he will. He's definitely right? going, Everything else he's going is back gonna... to New England. Yeah. Everything else is imperfect. That's what he's right. going to assess. He's going to say, no, except there is one place that makes a ton of sense, except that, I mean, he'd get a little stink on him if he did this. He'd get more than I a little. What, you're gonna say. what do you think I'm going to say? The Raiders. No, not the Raiders. Well, there's, that's not a, a, a good move for him. The defense is a question mark, although it's young and talented. It's young and talented. Good offensive line. They're going to get a top receiver in the draft. There's no doubt. I just don't think he and Gruden connect. I don't think that works. Gruden wants complete control of the offense. Brady wants complete control of the offense. You know, I think Hmm. that's. And then and then do you really want to go to a division that has Pat Mahomes in it? You know, I think that's what kind of comes to with the charge. It's like, hey, I'm looking around and I see Keenan Allen. I see Mike Williams and Hunter Henry and Austin Eckler. And I got Boson Ingram on defense and Derwin James. Man, this is a really good team. But son of a, I got Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid over there and Tyreek Hill. And you know what I mean? It's like, that's the easiest path to the, to the playoffs is to win your division. And if you're talking about landing somewhere instead of competing against the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins again next year. Three teams you know intimately well and three teams that you have essentially dominated uh, your entire career. 
No, why leave? Like, well, what, what what could be better out there for you? Here's well, here's the things. Here, here are a couple of considerations. One, our collective pal Maurice Jones Drew wanted when he knew he wasn't going back to Jacksonville. The first thing he said to his agent was, "Get me to the Colts because I want to play the Jacks twice a year." Out of spite. Now it didn't end up going that way, as we know. The other side of that is when Peyton was moving, he didn't want to go to Eli's conference because he didn't want that head to head. I think Tom Brady's consideration is which one is which of those two does he slot into? The latter. The latter. He does not. He doesn't want to play the Patriots. I agree with that. So the perfect the plays for him where he would be a legitimate, I mean, have a real, real shot at the Super Bowl is in San Francisco. The problem is, of course, he helped get Jimmy G traded over there. Now, he likes Brady has a relationship with uh, with Kyle Shanahan, and the defense would be mighty, and he would have that nice young collection of pass catchers, and he'd and have that clever line. run game and the great offensive line. The only issue would be, and he, you know, go back home and play, you know, watch where, you know, his idol, Joe Montana, did his, uh, had his glory days. The only issue would be the weird stink of, like, are you really going to do that to Jimmy G? And then from the Niners standpoint, all right, we're going to have this rental, the GOAT, for a year or maybe two, but then what are we going to do about Jimmy G? Is that plausible that he could go to the Niners? Because deep down, doesn't Kyle Shanahan know, I, you know, we win the we win Super Bowl 54 if Tom Brady's our quarterback instead right. of Jimmy G, right? I, don't, I just don't know what the money looks like. You know what I mean? I have no idea what what kind of hit they take, what their cap situation is, if they can afford Tom Brady for 30, 35 million bucks a year, uh, if other teams are willing to do that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I know where Jimmy G can go. The New England Patriots. That would work. There you go. But wait, Dave, are you are you do you did you just glibly say that, or do you really believe the 49ers would have won the Super Bowl with Tom Brady? I do think they would have. I yeah. do too. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, you I, disagree I with, with that? With, with not with your idealized version of Tom Brady with the Tom Brady version. I'm not saying 2007 or whatever. No, but with Tom Brady that we saw playing in December and January of this year. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And I like Jimmy G actually. I think Jimmy G's fine. I think Jimmy G is as one of those many guys who money just sort of described like Jared Goff is yeah, he's capable enough. If every, if the situation's right, he's fine. He's good enough. And that's, yeah, that's a yeah, I don't relatively that. strong I just, thing to say about a guy like, yeah, he's good enough to win the Super Bowl if everything is right around him. Same thing as Jared Goff. But I think that might be Tom Brady now as well. Or I think that was December and January Tom Brady of 2019. I mean, you know, you take away one of Jimmy G's picks in the Super Bowl and they do win, you know, isn't that right? I yeah. mean, I, I, you know, I guess the question is, do they have the lead? You know, I, I get what Hank is saying, you know, is is Tom Brady still you know, playing at an elite level where he would, you know, not make those mistakes or he would be able to get that that first score. Um, do I think Tom Brady misses that deep pass on a Emmanuel Sanders that's got two steps? No, I think he hits it. Right. Um, I think there's there were third down plays, you know, then when they had those back to back three and outs where either Kittle was open. Um, I don't know if it was born. There was another one where you had receivers. And, and that was what we heard about Jimmy. Right. Is it's just he doesn't get through all of his progressions and read the whole field. And, you know, and I don't know what the hell that means, but that's just what kind of people were, were saying was the only issue with him. And it appeared in the, you know, late third and fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. Um, and, and I would assume that Tom Brady ain't going to have those issues. That's for sure. And, you know, if, and, and, you know, we, we celebrate Andy Reid is, is the greatest play caller in the league. Well, Kyle Shanahan ain't far behind him. You know, I mean, when you look at some of those plays that he drew that he drew up and has drawn up throughout his career, man, you put Brady together with a guy like that that's as brilliant as that, and you can just imagine what they're getting into in the quarterback room. I mean, I think it's a it's a it's a great hypothetical. Dave. I think I, mean, I, I, just, I I I really think, and obviously it's one play, but think about the stakes. They, you know. Obviously, it looked like they were going to beat the Chiefs and Mahomes, Mahomes it, and they rally and suddenly they're down. And you could see Kyle Shanahan's, I guess, a little more emotive than some coaches, a little less so than others. But you could see when Jimmy G missed that ball that it was like that was the one that way. We, we've been setting this up. 
We set this up. I mean, that was the Super Bowl winning play. If Jimmy G throws a throws a decent yeah. ball there, the Niners. Well, I mean, I guess Mahomes. Well, I don't know about down that because field. you give Pat Mahomes two and a half. Right, right, right. Okay, maybe and, he takes a three point but, deficit. But still, or four I mean, point if, deficit uh, yeah. against the best D. That would have been something to see against yeah. uh, against that Niners D. And we'll like, put it hey, this way: Who hey, Bosing Company, go get him. You know, who go, would you have bet on in that situation? Would you say I'm Team Mahomes or I'm Team San Francisco defense? Because I, I can tell you what ooh, side I'm. Ooh, I love the what if. That's a fun what if. Let's do it yeah. right now. Okay, so with two ish minutes left in the game, Jimmy yeah, G like throws a touchdown right? pass. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders dances in the end zone. We're talking about he came over midseason from the Broncos. He's a veteran of Super Bowls past, and here he is making the big play. Um, Jimmy G proving all the doubters wrong. He's two minutes away from hoisting the Lombardi, but Patrick Mahomes gets the ball, the best in the business. Handsome. I think with the momentum that they had, the, the Chiefs go down, score a touchdown, and win the game with what was the, wait, 22 what's seconds the, left. What's the score at that point? How much are they I think up? It, I think they would have been up four, if I remember so right. It, I think they, they would have, have given them a four-point lead. They got a house at that. They got a score touchdown. Right. And, and you think they do that, Yeah, handsome. I think I inside two minutes. I mean, we, we saw it from Patrick Mahomes like the week before. I don't and the know, week man. before. Right. And, you know what I mean? Like, it's just that there's I'm not betting against that guy. You know, there's no way. There's just not with all that speed, with that talent, with his ability to extend with plays, Andy to Reed escape the box, the plays. to throw. Yeah, Andy Reid call. Like, to me, it's just I would have. I, I remember it because, you know, I was doing the halftime and the post game for NFL Network for Super Bowl and Terrell Davis said, you know, he, he said a great thing right when he missed that that pass. I'll never forget it. Darrell Davis says if he connects on that pass, everybody says, man, you left Pat Mahomes too much time. But guess what? If it was the other way around, there ain't a person out there that says, man, you left Jimmy G too much time. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. a perfect way to put it. Do you have a guy or do you not? And that's when you know you've got a guy at quarterback, you know, someone special, because that's what everybody is thinking. Like, well, we had a four point lead in the Super Bowl, but I don't feel good about it. You know how that uh, what it really kind of now that you say TD, it makes me think of the Broncos upsetting the Packers with Brett Favre with TD as the MVP there. Who knows? Maybe Emmanuel Sanders has to lay out there and it, uh, the clock spins a little bit and they have that debate. Andy Reid has the debate. Do we just give him an easy touchdown so we give Pat uh, as much time as possible here? That might It might have worked out that way and reminder that the Broncos did stop Brett Favre on right. that final drive and he was the reigning MVP and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's a fun uh, discussion. Okay, real quick, Money. Cam yes. Newton, is he the Chargers quarterback in 2020? Um, I don't think so. I, 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 you know, going back to what you were saying about, um, about Matt rule and his presser and him saying that cam is, is our quarterback. I think the thing to remember about Matt, uh, about coach rule, I should say, not like I know him on a first name basis, but is what he did at Baylor, you know, and as he had to, to work his way through, you know, one of the most vile, um, you know, sexual assault allegation cover-ups that, that we've heard about in a long time. And a team that was stripped bare, uh, that was a national disgrace and was uh, coming off a one-win season. I mean, he's he's basically a drive away from being in the four-team playoff with, without, you know, a bunch of five stars that he recruited to come in or J.C. transfers in a single year. I mean, that's how good of a coach Matt Rule is. So if you're taking the Panthers' job and, and you look around and you're like, you know what, um, I got Cam Newton. He's healthy. And I've got Christian McCaffrey and I got DJ Moore. And I, I kind of feel good about, you know, the pieces that we have. And, and we've got some high draft picks and we've got a bunch of cap space. I mean, I've done it before. I've gone from one win to seven to, to darn near winning the Big 12 and finding myself in the national playoff rate, you know, in the national championship chase. Uh, what the hell? I'd, I'd rather go with something that I know is, is, a, is a solid quality commodity, a quarterback, than try to figure it out right. and just let him walk out the door. So I actually do believe him. When he says, yeah, we're, we're going to try to wait this out and see, you know, what Cam's health looks like. And, and I want to just say he's my quarterback right now. All right. And, and that, that team, you know, David Tepper hired him and gave him a long-term contract and then said, we're going to be all about analytics. We want to, you know, we want to embrace that, that area. It would be crazy for them to let Cam walk without knowing how healthy he is. So I just, I, I think they can easily sit there for a year have Cam on board. If Cam gets injured again or Cam doesn't play well, you've got next year's quarterbacks to go to. Right. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if the Panthers moved down in the draft from their situation so that they go into the 2021 draft being able to pick the, the quarterback that they really want to, which probably should be Trevor Lawrence.
That's interesting. So many spots that need to be filled, though. Jameis has to go somewhere. Marcus Mariota is going to land somewhere. You know, the history of these things, Dave, like we have a wonderful, fun conversation in January and February and early March every year. And the history of it is, unfortunately, a lot of times these are disappointing. I agree. I agree. Everyone goes, it's like, oh, Tom Brady's back in New England. Jameis Winston, they couldn't find a better alternative. Andy Dalton, it turns out, is going to back up Joe Burrow for a year. Like a lot of this is just going to, uh, to disappoint us. I hear you, except Teddy B's going to go somewhere. We almost, well, we know that that's going to happen, yep. right? Uh, and some, or somebody's going to take some dumb flyer on sure, Jason Hill. But, but Teddy but, B took a backup job last year. He could have gone right. somewhere last year and he wound up taking a backup job. And that could, right. again. Money he could be the guy that goes to Mitch Trubisky and they say, the Bears have a shootout between Teddy B and Mitch in in Chicago during the during training camp, and then no one's ready to pull the trigger on on getting rid of Mitch Trubisky and Teddy Bridgewater as a backup for the Bears. Mm. Like, that could be the whole move. I get that it's exciting and fun to think about, but more often than not, and don't coaching, you condescend to NFL me. I, I, I think there are plenty of moves that are going to have to happen this year. No matter if I mean, Phil Rivers is going somewhere, right. if he's playing, I mean, and that's, yeah, that could, and sometimes open, all it takes is one domino. Yeah. The problem is uh, almost everybody seems to think that Philip Rivers is coming here or I'm sitting right now at Indianapolis right. mm. and there's no domino that falls there's after no domino. that. It's just, just yeah, you okay. know, we'll, we'll keep Jacoby Brissett in case Philip gets hurt because he's on a cheap, you know, he's not an expensive number uh, or we'll just cut him loose. And there is no, you know, Philip Rivers doesn't go to Tampa. So now Jameis has to find a new spot. Philip Rivers doesn't go to, to Las Vegas. So now Derek Carr needs to find a new spot. You know what I mean? Like it would be the one addition that wouldn't lead to anything else having to fall. Um, but then again, look, I think you know, Rivers, I think, is the key. You know, does he go to Carolina? Does he go to Tampa? Does he go to Las Vegas? Because um, that's then what will set off this chain reaction. Um, all right. Last thing with that in mind, and then Money goes about his uh, his business out there in Indiana, Indianapolis. Money, so where we started do you think with the Chargers, I know we've talked about this many times before on and off uh, the DDFP, do you, how important do you suppose as this stadium opens? Because that's a lot of people go to that now. Like, oh, the right. Chargers need to make a yeah, splash. You can't lay I've, an egg for the first few seasons. And I know that stadium. the Chargers do care. They don't like yeah. all the Steelers fans, Packers fans, Raiders fans, otherwise all cheering in their stadium. They don't want that in 2020. So the way you get off of that is to bring in a big brand name QB, be it whether it's Cam or, or Brady or otherwise. Do you, do you suppose that... I mean, is Justin Herbert enough to no. to make that uh, to make that stuff go away? It doesn't, no, right? No, nobody's buying season tickets for Justin Herbert. Um, so, do you think that they're incented? Do you think Anthony Lynn? Do you think uh, Tom Telesco? Do you think ownership is incented? Like, just get us, get us Jameis, get us somebody who will no, excite I, some people. I don't know. I, mean, look, Tom, does I don't know Tom, who's yeah. going to excite. Well, yeah, Telesco Brady, is too right? right. Tom Brady. Tom Brady excites people and sells tickets. Cam Newton would excite people and sell tickets, and Tua Tungavailoa would would excite people and sell tickets. I think those are the three. And Joe Burrow. You know, I don't think there's any question Joe Burrow would excite people because of that USC connection and how many Southern California people were invested in the LSU Tigers because of Ed Orgeron uh, and all the people that he had on his staff and thinking, wow, this could have been us at USC. So I think there is a connection there, and, and Joe has some sizzle. Um, hmm. But but I think that's why the ransom is going to be so high for Tua is I think you have two teams that are going to be willing to throw a lot of draft equity at it. And it's going to be a bidding war between the, the Chargers and the Dolphins. I really believe that. Mm. And I think, and ultimately, I think the Dolphins have so much more um, that they're able to give up because of, of the trades of Minka Fitzpatrick and, and, and Laramie Tunsil. They've got those extra ones. And they can get rid of all three this year and still have two next year and say, we've got a quarterback we believe in to sell to our fans that everyone's going to be jazzed about for the next 15 years. And that's why it's worth it. Like, once you find that quarterback, there is no price that's too high. There just isn't. It's too important of a position. Um, and it's too important for, you know, I mean, and, and Hank, as a fan of the Dolphins, you know, for a team that has struggled to get fans in there mm -hmm. and is very self-conscious about it, just like the Chargers are, opposing fans coming to cheer for their team when they come to Miami because it's a destination for these cold-weather cities and they feel like it's a walkover and they can get tickets because um, the fan bases suffer greatly in, in the, you know, in the eyes of, or I should say, in the face of, of their failures as of late. So, and, and because of not having a quarterback, to your point. Right. Like that, that you know, for, for teams, you know, you, money, 
you know, as a, as a Chargers employee, have been blessed with with Philip Rivers. Dave and the Steelers have not sat for what 15 years now with with a right. franchise quarterback. When you go, I was told 15, that the Steelers were secretly hoping. Rob. Uh, I heard that as well, but it okay. turns out it wasn't true. Oh. Um, 15 or 20 years of of literally like you know year to year having quarterbacks that are terrible. It's just not that's that's um, right. that's a miserable existence. I That's well, pay the, for it. the one other thing, and uh, I don't expect a fulsome answer out of you, money, as we let you go here, is the other thing that is plausible, and you're it's already he's starting about to throw Josh Rosen at you. No, as he could sell tickets. Well, the, okay, we're letting <laughs> him go. The, the The thing I'll say is, is there is a chance that Tua in these next two months will emerge as the better pick over Burrow. The assumption that Burrow is a hundred percent definitely the first overall has a chance to get uh, to to get changed here by yeah. two. I mean, everybody that I talk to down here is is pretty set on Burrow. Yeah, um, there aren't a lot of there's there's a couple. I know, but I all it'll take is one good pro day. Well, like whoa, no. whoa, whoa, two looks ready to roll. But, the, but then the Bengals yeah. still, you, if you if you're that invested in in one guy already, and even if someone else sneaks up on you like Tua. It's like that. You can't take the risk on the injuries. I know, if but 12, only 12 months ago, there was no debate between Tua and. Sure. Yeah, here's what I would say though, Dave. I think I think Burrow has got just as much sizzle. I really do. I, there there is so much heat on him down here, and so much celebration. You've got guys comparing him to Andrew Luck, uh, talking about Drew Brees and just the accuracy, the the anticipation, hmm. the ability to read a full field, um, to distribute the football. The you know the DJ stuff. Uh, that came out of his conversation with Burrow was fascinating, right? That when Joe Barry got there and and uh, and they were adjusting the protections from match protect down to five linemen so they could get more guys out in, in the pattern and, and because he was just so quick to dissect and, and chew up a defense that that's when he really took off. And LSU just wasn't used to that because they didn't have, you know, they had such mm-hmm. a dominant defense that they were used to having a quarterback that was that good. And that's why there was kind of that, that bump last year before they realized it, you know, this year. So I, I think that's, you know, that's kind of what's important to recognize is you do have two. And, and you know what, I'm going to, I'll plant the seed. And again, this is not me sharing my opinion, just kind of what I'm hearing. Don't be surprised if if Jordan Love finds himself in that conversation as to oh, as well, coming out of here and I coming agree. out of his pro day. He is there is some you know it's hard to not to have so many people make a Pat Mahomes comparison mm-hmm. and not get fan bases jazzed. And what they're going to see it tomorrow. Um, we're doing this on Wednesday. Tomorrow's Thursday when the quarterbacks are are throwing around. They'll see it. And, and they're going to see that arm talent, and they're going to see those throws that remind you a lot of the way Patrick Mahomes was able to throw. And, and it's that's the copycat league money. Yeah, it's, it's, exactly. I, I said, well, I mean, money, uh, spaghetti. We had these conversations about uh, exactly Lamar Jackson wins the Super Bowl. Taysom Hill's name is hotter than it is right now. And other guys out there, oh, who's this guy? Maybe Jaylen potentially. Could we name. maybe do this? Instead, Patrick Mahomes wins the Super Bowl. Oh, Jordan Love has some of those same attributes. Raw, but big, oh, all the talent in the world, overtakes, imperfect think, uh, technique, but. I think in the next two weeks, he over- overtakes Justin Herbert as the oh, as the number three guy. I'm I'm with you, man. Uh, all right, yeah. listen, money. Go right, have guys. a have a gay time. Go eat that horseradish sauce. All that uh, right. all that stuff. Have a great time. We'll look forward to seeing you, you back down here. here. Have fun, money. Money keeps on we'll plugging try. away with uh, Petros on PMS this week, right? <laughs> exactly. I'm uh, I'm on my way to do that now, and I'll be back on there on Friday. There he goes. Uh, the great Matt Money Smith. Everybody, some great insights uh, from the Hoosier State there. Center, uh, Center City. You know that they have like the they have the exact round spot. The, we call it a roundabout where I'm from. Is that right? That circle thing? Yeah, yeah. A roundabout. All right, a roundabout. I don't know what that. I don't know what any of that is. Spaghetti. What did you think of uh, Matt Money Smith? Were you impressed by him today? <laughs> I was. I was uh, very grateful for his uh, insight in the Giants scenario. This weird quarterback, uh, where it seems like no quarterback is safe, no matter what you know team they're on, their free agency status. It's just a very crazy time. But unfortunately, like Hank said, that in a month or so it'll look like. It'll well, no, you know what? I think as soon as our next podcast, we need to do that. Uh, and if you want to go ahead and throw it out there right now, handsome, you can do it. We did it a year ago. How many QBs will will move? How many? How bet? Well, wait, how did we do it last year exactly? I don't remember because you. I think it was because you. I think I said there will be ten QB, 10, ten new, new QBs. Starting QBs. Yeah, 
What do you? How many new QBs uh, in 2020? I mean, it's going to be difficult to. to and uh, we're not fly. a count. We're not counting injuries and stuff like like uh, right. Sam Darnold. And the AFC had East, the, had and we're talking mono. about opening day starters. Yeah, except for like, oh, the the incumbent had mono or those kind of. Yeah, things. yeah. Uh, AFC is zero. I think if the AFC Col- is zero. AFC East. Oh, okay. Right. The page. I think. I believe Brady stays with the Patriots. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick starts for the Dolphins. I like on my. Opening day. I like my Niners one as bad as I would feel for Jimmy I think G. The I think it'd be uh, that'd be some story. I can't wait for someone will be saying that in the national media. If you were a fan of the week. Niners, I can tell you. I as I say. That's not a rivalry per se. I mean, it's not a rivalry on any level except in terms of Lombardi count. But would you, if you're a Niners fan, I can tell you, having been bitten by the Tom Brady snake as a Steeler fan and in the Lombardi count, I want no part of Tom Brady. I'd rather have a losing season uh, without Tom Brady than win the Super Bowl with him. That would be a disgrace, you know? But the Niners... Yeah, I I think they could live with it. Okay, while you've been talking, I think I've... In my head, three in the AFC... Okay. I'm going to say the Colts. Okay. And I think Phil Rivers winds up there. The Chargers, because they have a They have to, to have fill. one. Do you think it is somebody splashy? Or is but it the, Tyrod Taylor? I think it's probably the quarterback that they draft, which is, which might be Jordan Love. Yeah. They won't start him, though. They'll make it Tyrod Taylor. They'll do love with the Browns. But still, a new, years still ago, a new quarterback. Yeah. Right, right. Still a new starting Correct. quarterback. And the Bengals, because they're going to have Joe Burrow. And it won't be Andy Dalton. So that's my three in the AFC. In the NFC, um, none in the NFC East. Uh, the I, don't, I think ultimately the Bears probably bring in someone for competition for Mitch, but I don't think you know. I think they probably start the season with Mitch, barring something crazy. Um, the South, I think Cam does go back to Carolina, and then the NFC West the same i think that cam, i think i know it's terribly disappointing but it's not disappointing it's fine see cam i think moves i think they i've heard enough and i who's who's loved cam you know who's uh, you, you, what he's you, done you, you, about you his cam in the hall his of hall fame, of fame candidacy and all fame midway through his rookie season i think cam is one of those guys that i i, I guess i don't know if tepper and then down to rule I know that the franchise is kind of like Cam is a handful, you know? Sure. With the ego and all that. And by the way, all starting QBs have big egos. But for right. whatever reason, the, yeah. Cam in that environment, I've heard enough about like the only but guys coming out of there. The, the, if Cam goes, it's a direct signal that the Panthers are doing a Dolphins and, and pulling the ripcord on the 2020 season and just saying we're done. We, you know, we'll bring in Tyrod, you know, whoever the who Andy Dalton, whoever can help us lose games without it being that obvious that that's what we're doing, with the goal of getting Trevor Lawrence in twenty twenty one. By the way, which would make, I mean, which makes so much sense for them in that state, you know, wanting to sell tickets and everything else. It would be it would be a great move, but you've got to be kind of ballsy to do that in the NFL these days. Here's the thing that I I I, I don't have a good comp for Tua. Maybe it's the left-handedness that throws me off. That it's hard for me to find the yeah, proper as a, a left-handed pussy yourself. Yeah, do and you see one as well? You and I should really. We should have some time with Tua. At, me, you, and Steve Young and Mike Tebow. Vick should get together. Yeah, we we really could have a good group. If you if that group just quickly now rank the quarterbacks. Um, Young, Vic, Tebow, me. Oh no, handsome Tebow. Te- right. Yeah. You, Tua, Tebow. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that you got what it takes upstairs. Oh, come on. I'm not saying that I you're unintelligent, process, I but I don't think you're a leader things. of men in the way I would be. Fine. Coming into the huddle. Hansa, I mean, uh, Spaghetti, who would you rather have as your starting quarterback? Between that entire group? or you? No, between me and Handsome. Uh, just from the, the sheer size of your uh, offensive line, you need a little bit of height. <laughs> so... I think what, I mean, what, also, what am I? I also, you've just they, they, I'm Mike Bloomberg now. Giant, I'm not. I'm not a little man. What are you talking about? Five, nine, or ten. Well, the Giants have just the Giants have just offloaded a, an ancient quarterback. You think they're going to bring in a 58 year old <laughs> Gamashek? Um, that doesn't make sense. Um, all right, so that's enough of that. I I I don't know what's going to be. <laughs> who do you? Oh, what I was going to say about I can't think of two. But Joe Burrow, you know who I think he is. This is this will upset. I guess Bengals or whoever winds up with him. And maybe I'm underselling him, but he's had a 
borderline Hall of Fame career to this point. Matt Ryan. Yeah. That's who he is, right? That's who he ends be, up being. But, but, just okay, good. But, I Won mean, an MVP. He's just not the transformational, like, win no matter who else is out there with him kind of guy. I'm with you. But that year when he was drafted, the Miami Dolphins had the chance. They had the first overall pick. They chose Jake Long, which, and that seems a long, long time ago. And if you look at it on, on its face, yes, it made sense that, you know, Jake Long was supposed to be the best left tackle, blah, 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 blah. But actually, when it comes down to it, taking a guy who, you know, Matt Ryan has probably been throughout his career somewhere between the 8th and 12th best quarterback in the NFL, that's great. That's all you need. I don't know, man. It's going to get, yeah, you, no, get but, you to a Super Bowl. It's going to keep you, like, mostly in contention. But you got to get – but everything's got to go just right. Yeah. And they were there, and they had it, and then they missed it. And now three years, four years later, it's like, yeah, the Falcons stink, and they're in the great abyss kind of a kind of a vibe. Um, hey, Spaghetti, I'm going to guess we've gone for 41 minutes. I'm going to say uh, 56 uh, it's 52. Oh, my God. All right, we'll cut it but off. But it was then. all was gonna, great. Did you enjoy the conversation? It was very football. It was great, and then money left, and then I felt like ah. it went downhill, and I think people will 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 understand that. Do you want to give your friend behind the glass there a chance to um, take her shot at, um, <laughs> at No Time to Die? Spaghetti, yes. you didn't take your yeah, shot. Yeah, come on, Eddie. Let's hear your no, time for, to die. For next one. No, 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 no. There's I'd like no you to try it now. No Time to Die. We have time for you to try. I don't even know the lyrics. There are. There, there, what, the what are you point. talking about, you there, bum? What, what does that point. mean? There are no lyrics. I, I, so I'm just. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> While you come up with that, the other thing that uh, that we talked about after Rashawn Evans left studio the other day was Mo Damashek was just in town. How is Mo? Why didn't oh, you come she's, and see me? She's just great. She's you know had a great time. Although she and the old man um, reported back that they did not get into their home in Pittsburgh, PA this morning until 3.15 a.m. Why? What were they doing? Out partying? The, the worst thing is connecting flights. Oh, connecting don't, flights. If you can avoid a connecting flight, don't yeah, do it. Unfortunately, it. there's no nonstop from L.A. to Pittsburgh these days, which is crazy. It's crazy. But anyway, they had to connect, and they didn't get home till 3-something. But anyway, as we were driving about and talking about this, that, and the other, the name Eddie Spaghetti came up, and she said, he's a very nice. He's very nice. He, you know, and I, he is very nice. I Wait, really why like Why do you him. sound he's, surprised about that? Why don't she? Not, that, well, what what kind of made me think a little bit as Mo Damashek does, you know, she she piqued my uh, my uh, my, uh, my inquisitive um, right. to to look within about what the answer is to this. She said he's very nice. His girlfriend though is beautiful. Like I mean, Eddie Spaghetti is is he's a nice looking boy, but I mean, she's beautiful. And then that now has me turn to you, handsome. Is Jada too attractive for Eddie Spaghetti? Um, Did you ask Jada this, by the way, Spaghetti? I totally forgot yesterday. She was very busy yesterday. I totally forgot to bring it up, but I will bring it up today. Not only not only is she very beautiful, I hope I, I hope you're all right with me saying that about your, your girlfriend, Eddie, but oh, she's sure. also incredibly successful. Mm -hmm. And that's like another that's layer another where it's like, right. this does not fit. Right. It's like when Liz um, Taylor married the construction guy. Right. Except that she was 68 years old. Yeah. Look... I'm not at my peak right now. <laughs> when, when will you be at your peak? Eh? We've all fine. been waiting. I, Everyone's sitting here on tenderhooks waiting was, for you to be at your peak. I was on vacation recently. And I'm like, all right, when I come back, I'm going to be That's when kick it into high gear. And then it just but like, then it turns out that this week food, is pizza, it's Thai food week. Jewish deli all in a row. So I'm just, it's not good. But you know what? I'm starting to, today. I've been good. And today is the first day. <laughs> do you ever think, do you ever think your peak might be behind you? Uh oh. Yeah, sometimes it frightens me. But I, I have a good, I have pretty good willpower, and I do, you know, make myself. <laughs> what willpower to eat more? Well, oh yeah. Look, I've I've lost a chunk of weight. I'm full, bad, but I can so still eat. I can do it again. That's the reason why you I don't need to. I'm not saying you need to lose weight. I'm just saying, like overall, I don't, I don't ever also, think. Put it this way: I think she, I think I think she is still on the way up, and I think well, if anything, you've plateaued. And is there such a thing? I guess there is, but it, that's that's a funny phrase. You're, you're damning yourself with uh, faint praise with the "I have pretty good willpower." Like it's like you either have it or you don't, right? No, Isn't that I, one of those things? Kind of an absolute. I think it wavers. It depends on how like determined. Looks at depends how good looking the yeah. food is at the, on the menu. If it looks good, then I don't have willpower. Depends how hungry I am. If I'm at a salad bar, then I got plenty of willpower. Unless I got the nice pudding. <laughs> I like salad bars with pudding. My my willpower, I'll, I'll announce in 2020, my willpower is back. 
<laughs> Big news, everybody. Just in time for uh, for the NFL draft. How about that? All right. Good time. Spaghetti had some um, use your noodle questions for us, but we didn't even get to them. We didn't need them. Were and they I'm not combine gonna... related? They were draft related. They were draft okay, related. We can, we've got months for that. Okay. We'll do that. Uh, we'll do that maybe on our next one. In the meantime, thanks to Matt Money Smith. Make sure you check him out on AM570 and uh, Handsome Hank. Thanks as always to you. Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass and you, the listener, will be back next week. Ooh, in the meantime, make sure you go back and check out two really good shows with um, with Kyle Long last week and uh, Rashawn Evans. Really uh, some good conversations there with uh, a couple of high-profile guys from the world of pro football. And like I say, we'll be back to Kibitz with you next week. Until then, thanks so much. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.